Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Podcast where two bearded film fans watch the best and the worst horror movies of all time. My name is Luke Condo with the Kate, and I'm joined by my regular co-host, Mr. Mr. Ben Arrington. Mr. Ben Arrington. And also our semi-regular co-host, Mr. Andy Conjure Tenner. Hello guys. How's it going? Yeah, I'm good. Yeah. How are you? The last time we saw you, you were in that room, I think. It was over Skype. Yeah, same room. <laughs> The very yeah, same, the same t-shirt on, I think, as well. It's not been washed, has it? Oh yeah, this is my. Um, I'm like Charlie Brown. Just open up the cupboard, same outfit. <laughs> He's like Charlie Brown in so many Less ways. Less depressed. So Lovely. today we are we are in the '90s still talking about the sort of we call it like the, the '90s with the the sort of bad poor uh, decade of horror. But there's some good gems in there. I think I think we found a couple of gems. We found a lot of coal. But there's some gems as well. Uh, what did we talk I about last week? The, the 90, well, we talked about uh, Deep Rising last week. The 90s yeah. gets a little bit of stick for being yeah. a bit naff for horror. People see it as a bit of a, a lull in yeah. horror. And then I guess as, as we got to the end of the decade, it kind of picked up a bit. But then it went all slashery um, again. Mm. But yeah, I think there's there's loads of, load of gems around. I've been nuzzling around like a, like a pig looking for truffles, truffles <laughs> nuzzling. <laughs> I've watched a, I've watched a few recently, and uh, but this this was probably my favourite of of the last few I've seen. So yeah, it's interesting. Yes, um, yeah. Uh, so I mean, before we talk about the film today, should we talk? What, we weren't going to call it guffs. We were going to call it something else, right? Or was it just just old guffs? Oh. <laughs> just old guffs. <laughs> it's, it's so hard other, to move away from the term now. Other, well, we, as I said, other horror stuff, other okay. horror guff. But then we don't limit it to just horror stuff. What so about is, what you been up to, mate? What about the stuff and the guff? And we can talk about good stuff and and the guffs and the guff. The stuff and the guff. I like that. Yeah, okay, Remember okay. it. Remember it for next week. The Welcome to the stuff and the, and the guff. guff. Uh, so, has anybody got any stuff that they want to share? <laughs> or any guffs they want to share? Or any guffs that you want to bring to the table. Andy? I've got some, some horror gubbins that I've been getting into recently. Um, 
I think since roughly the last time I came and joined you guys, obviously Resident Evil 2 had just come out. I've been on a little bit of a marathon since yeah. that happened. I managed to do That's zero. That's why you haven't changed your clothes. Just before <laughs> it is, moved. yeah. <laughs> yeah, been in the world of survival horror since. Yeah. So um, I did zero just before the remake of 2 came out. After that, I went into the remake of the original, and then I did Code Veronica. That was hard to go back to. Um, it's good. probably the one that's been polished up the least. The tank controls are so hard. So hard. I just ran you, into like the arms it, of many zombies. Was it a uh, remaster you played that? It was a remaster of Code Veronica X from yeah, the yeah. Xbox 360, so it's slightly polished up from the Dreamcast, but... Um, the, the controls haven't been updated, so it's it was tough to get into. But it was all right. And I did four. I did Resident Evil Revelations, and I've just started Revelations 2 that I'd missed at the time. But, you know, Barry Burton menswear's in there. He's great. Barry Burton. Um, so he's good. His daughter's in it. Claire Redfield's back. Um, it's got some nice little mechanics in there. It's a lot of fun. So which ones are in your favourite? It's hard to say. Like, I really enjoyed playing four again, but yeah. having gone into it after playing like some of the old ones that had the like the original sort of survival horror feel to it, it's it is easy to see why people went. Oh, it's not really the same anymore because it does play a lot more like an action game. Yeah. Um, there are some good survival horror bits, aren't there, in Resident Evil Four? Like yeah. Some bits that really stick out, like the regenerator bits and uh i'd say towards the end when you get like a little minecart <laughs> section and things oh, like that yeah. that's yeah. when it feels very arcadey and you know like a full-on action thing and when you're like karate kicking hundreds of dudes over yeah that does seem a little bit less like horrory um but i um, the chainsaw guy with the, yeah. the hessian masking i remember that being terrifying we just yeah, hear that chainsaw that's in the distance. The early bit where they come after you yeah, and yeah. like the village and it's very sort of claustrophobic. Yeah. Um I find Revelations 2's got some different ways of doing environments. There was like quite a big open forest early on, and that still felt claustrophobic because it was dark and there's like fog and yeah. there are things coming out from the trees, and it was a nice change of environment there. But to be honest, I'm still riding high off that remake of two. It was very, very, very good. Okay. Are you um? Are you gonna go on to five next? Yeah, do you think five next, and then five. six, which I only really got about ten minutes into originally, and then I hated so much that I gave up on. So yeah. we get no through way. that, and then seven. <laughs> I'll do that last. Um, I did about half of seven, but then something else came out, and I lost momentum and yeah. tried to go back into it. It was like I've forgotten how to control this game, so I'm just gonna go back <laughs> into it again. I we did a uh, we played a bit, a bit of seven in VR, and that was. That was kind of amazing. Like we didn't play all of it because it makes you feel a bit sick. But like um, the actual textures when you're sort of inside, you know, in like the living room, the living room in the kitchen. Yeah. You open the fridge and you see like little bugs crawling around. It's quite amazing, like a technical like masterpiece. Just looking at the sort of the grime and the rot of it all. But I would like yeah. to play it in VR, but I just don't think I had the cojones. Let's <laughs> reckon take it. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure I'll be, I'm sure I'll be all right, but I do get a bit invested in VR, and uh, yeah, you know, and a bit, uh, I get a bit confused in my surroundings as well. Yeah, like yeah. I punch a wall, or suddenly the f- I'm lying face down on the floor. See, that's what I'd worry about. Not so much playing the game is that I'd be playing and I'd get really into it, and then like one of the dogs had brushed past my leg, and my wife would tell me yeah. my heart would explode and I'd die. That could happen. <laughs> that could he, happen. <laughs> he died doing what he loved. Playing VR. 
There was a um, shitting himself yeah, to yeah. death. My friend Fru had a, a mod for Alien Isolation on his PC, and we 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 played VR that for a little bit as well. And that was that was pretty terrifying. But like, I had to, the worst thing about it though is just um, when you're like moving forward, when the games aren't designed for VR, especially when you're moving forward, it's um, it feel it's that same feeling you get when you sort of you know when you're leaning back in a chair. And you fall back. It's that same feeling yeah. when you move forward, as if you're falling away from the screen because you're not actually sort of moving. And it does really. I thought I got really sick quite quickly. Quite I queasy. Think, I think Resident Evil Seven. They did some stuff um, more jerky, to try and I limit think. that. Yeah. yeah, I think they tried not smooth the motion. I think if you ever have any vertical movement, it just blacks out and then reopens again when you level because apparently that's really what makes you sick but yeah i don't have a vr headset so um i am going to worry about how do, you, how do you move forwards in in, in resident evil 7 because sometimes in vr games you sort of like teleport you? teleport almost is that uh, how it is no i think vr i mean resident evil 7 i think was um standard but resident evil 7 is quite apart from when you turn it won't turn like that it will like block turn um but um it's quite a slow game resident evil 7 you don't feel like you're moving that fast. You know what I mean. Whereas Alien Isolation, you could sprint, and it was yeah. like, that's that's sort of made you feel rough. Even even the running in Resident Evil Seven is a bit like just a, a light jog, and yeah, someone's trying to kill you, and you're just like, come yeah, on, get out of it. Like in the house. Late for the bus, sort yeah. of run. Yeah, uh, <laughs> late for the bus, but you're probably gonna miss it, sort yeah. of run and die. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Or just crossing the road when there's someone that's waved you across. You're like, oh. What about you, Ben? You got any stuff for Guff? Um, I've not really been playing all that much or watching all that much. I finished the Umbrella Academy and I read the first volume of the Umbrella Academy comics uh, just to round that off nicely. Definitely want to watch some more of that. I think that's, I mean, that's great. Andy, you've seen it as well, right? Yeah, yeah, it's a great show. I bought the comic, but I haven't started it yet. But um, oh, cool. yeah, it's a good it's show. Good, it's good. It's good to see what bits they've picked out of the comic book and put into the show, and how they've sort of elaborated on some bits which are really minimal in the comic, but they've really expanded them in in the show. But yeah, I really, I really enjoyed it. And I mean, I'm always a bit. It takes a lot for me to really get into a new show. Um, but yeah, I, I really liked it. I think I preferred it to any of the Marvel shows that I've seen. Um, I think it's like a really cool. Yeah, as, as, as I think I said to you, I think the only thing that I found a little bit frustrating was the the amount of music cues. I felt like there was like a new song for yeah. almost every scene, and it just felt a little bit like not needed so much. But I guess you know, it's the, a minor um, gripe. Yeah, I was surprised at how little you know extra comic is already finished. Because when I went to pick up the volumes, I thought, oh, I'll buy, I'll buy the first few volumes of this. But looking on, yeah. Old comicsology. Only the first one's been collected. The second arc hasn't finished yet. By the look of things, it's or it's no not way. been collected. It's not at least. Out, though, is it? It's not because Gerard Way is now. He was actually writing Doom Patrol nowadays, right? Yeah. So I don't think he he's still writing the Brother Academy. Oh, I think so he's, he's on head... my hiatus, or he's heading up something in DC as well. Is that right? We did. Um, it was the sort of the weird. I can't remember the name for it, but it was Doom Patrol uh, and like three other titles. But there was all the sort of more stranger uh, like. Doom Patrol was almost Dardarist in the sense that no two panels really made sense <laughs> with each other. Like you were just sort of so sort of uh, there's no sort of linear narrative to it. But it seems like a lot of fun. Um, I'm trying to think of the range. Is it the Young Animal range? Is that what it's called? That yeah, right. that yeah, sounds. Yeah. yeah, that does sound right. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, yeah, with Gerald Wade, there's a lot, even an Umbrella Academy. There's a lot of like really out there stuff, and it's good to see that they kept a, a, a lot of it in some way or another in the show. Yeah, like there's stuff where you go, that is pretty much mental. That's so bonkers that we'll probably just not put that in, in the TV show, but they they do kind of keep a lot of it in there. I like so. it. I like when they do stuff like that. Have you seen um, Have you seen Happy? That's another great. No, no, I haven't. Adaptation. I haven't. I think you did. I think you. I've been meaning to watch it. Do you know? You, you know what it's about? So it's, it's about a guy yeah. who uh, his little daughter gets kidnapped by some serial killer, uh, and then he teams up with his little daughter's imaginary friend, played by Patton Oswalt, with his little unicorn, yeah. to uh, to find it. It's a really great concept, um, and it's a it's a bloody good show as well. Yeah, I'll definitely have to give that a go. What about you, Luke? Any gufferage? Stuff for uh, so I rewatched Get Out as it's on Netflix, and um, get out, mate. It's even better the second time. Like it's yeah, it's such a good film. I was watching it thinking when I, the first time I watched it, I was, I was like, "This is good, but it's not. It's not like as good as people are sort of you know lauding it with." Uh, but this time I was like, "It actually is good," <laughs> as those people were saying. It actually, is good. There's like bits, like really sort of beautiful cinematic moments where he goes into the sunken place for the first time, and there's like the really haunting violin sounds. Um, there's some real tension that I that still got me this same time around. Uh, I was only sort of half watching it because I just thought, you know, I've seen it before. I just sort of dick around on my phone while it's done, but I just found myself watching it like from start to finish again, and it's yeah, it's just great. It's a great, great film. Yes, we got uh, us coming out on the fingers the twenty second of March, isn't it? Yeah. So, uh, obviously, we'll have to do an episode on that. I think it's. I think already the. I think it's been shown at SWX. Is that no? Was it S? Yeah, I've heard it's quite different to get. Out. Yeah. Like people yeah, yeah, yeah. trying to get in or something. People <laughs> trying know. to get in. Yeah, it's cool. <laughs> get in. Yeah. Um, SXSW. Um, yeah. I think, did I tell you my mum? Te- my mum was watching it and she texted me. Did I tell you that? Well, get out. She she texted me saying, I'm watching the film Get Out, and Ben, please tell me, does he get out? <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> and I just said, Mom, I, ru- I can't ruin it for you. But yeah, she really enjoyed it, and she's probably the kind of person who would go, nah, didn't really like Did that. Did you see what the original ending was supposed to be? So, you know, um, he's, he's, he's got out of the, car, of the house, and he's sort of driving away and stuff, uh, and then he's strangling the girlfriend character and then the police lights show up. Originally it's supposed to be the actual police who turned up and then blamed him because he's a black man of like all that's these That's exactly of, what I that's exactly what I thought the end it was gonna be. Yeah. When the yeah, as soon as I, I saw the sort of flashing lights, I was like, oh yeah. for God's sake. The police yeah. officer yeah. from earlier is now gonna it felt like that was it. And it was an, I guess it was a nice little spin on that, but at the same time it was a bit like Yeah. Well Jason Bloom apparently a a... uh said to Jordan Peel that you can't have the guy go through all this and then do that to him at the end, so he changed. I it don't know. Him. I don't know. I mean, it that, that's the it most memorable makes, things about. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense, and like, it sort of goes full circle. It, it would have been the mist style. Yeah, uh, I was gonna say it's like the mist, just like, it's like the mist, the wicker man, endings. and it would have been <laughs> one of my favorite films if they did that. It's like the, the bleak of the ending. The more I, I get very titillated, <laughs> titillated <laughs> by the bleak. Yeah. You get back from the cinema with a big smile on your face. Cat's like, "Oh, what's? How was the film? Oh, it's brilliant. Really horrible, <laughs> grim ending. I mean, such a good horrible movie. grim ending. Right, cup yeah. of tea. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So in the end, everyone died, and um, yeah, all's ruined. Yeah, but other than that, no, nothing really. I've uh, been reading some stuff. Um, 
And that's about it. So, anyone else want to got anything they want to chuck in there before we move on to the main course? Um, I guess move on. I'm listening to your list, um, Ben, <laughs> of '90s films, and we'll talk this later. But have to side with Luke and disagree with you on Congo. Congo is absolutely horrible. Yeah. Oh, no. It's brilliant. <laughs> I've not seen it in a long, long time. But I remember wait, wait, wait. What, what are you, what are you disagreeing with me on? The fact that I said it wasn't a horror film. Well, interesting. Yeah, interestingly, I, mean, um, I looked at the yeah, genre people's eyes listed. out. It's, yeah, it's, it's horror it's, listed. It's no, it's it's not listed. Sorry, it's listed as a uh, action mystery or thriller mystery. I know it was mystery and not horror, but like I remember not, it being horrific. Like well, I'm not saying it's bad. That's not what I said. You Did you think not. I said it, it was no, bad? No, Andrew? no, no. I, um, I mean, I don't know. I love, I, I do love Congo, but I think I would still say it's not. I mean, it's got some. It's no more a horror film than Jurassic Park is. Okay, I, I'll, I'll give you that. As long as you're not, yeah, yeah. as long as you're not, you know, speaking, speaking ill of Congo. Oh no, yeah, absolutely not. Those, those I, I, love, I love Congo. They've got no one bongo. They Amy are furious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean the gorillas. The gorillas are horrific. They're and, bad uh, gorillas. They're bad you gorillas. Say you've yeah. seen uh, Rampage, Ben? Yeah. Okay. What did you think? To, well, I'm sure we talked about it actually a while back. What did you think to Rampage again? What did I think to what? Rampage. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was. I was. Eh. That's that's as far as I could. It was. It was enjoyable for what it was for the for yeah. the time I was sat in the cinema, but it vanished pretty much vanished from my head immediately. Forgot it immediately. I'm just thinking it would yeah. be a really good pairing with Congo. Those two films. <laughs> Rampage and Monkey Shines. Yeah. yeah. John uh, Carpenter's Monkey Shines. Or is it Wes Craven? I've never seen. I don't Monkey think Shines. I've seen. No, I don't think I have. Either. That 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 is de- that's definitely a horror, isn't it? Yeah. It's Absolutely. the um, yeah. It's the Monkey Servant, right? Yeah, the guy is paralyzed yeah. and he gets a monkey assistant, but then the monkey. Well, not, it's not John Carpenter. It's, it's George A. Romero. Yes. Oh. Yes. It's wrong on both counts. Yeah, it's great. It's great. Okay, maybe that should that. be future yeah. then. Maybe we should we'll just do a monkey horror. Yeah. <laughs> I'm up for it. I'm always up for monkey horror, mate. Yeah. It's weird because, like, that, that monkey story, I know through The Simpsons. And most, most <laughs> horror things I know through Treehouse of Horror. Like that's that's our sort of first yeah. uh, it's, uh, exactly. Yeah. So many, so many amazing references. But not this film, not the no. relic. Uh, the relic has never been done by The Simpsons, unfortunately. Uh, but I mean, uh, the relic. Do you want to tell us a bit about it, Ben? The, I've got to say, the little blurb for it sounds way more interesting than a film. The film actually comes out. <laughs> 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 okay, so the relic is a 1997 science fiction horror film. Directed by Peter Hyams and based on the best-selling novel Relic by Douglas Preston and Lincoln Child. Film stars Penelope Ann Miller, Tom Sizemore, Linda Hunt. A homicide detective and an anthropologist try to destroy a South American lizard-like god who's on a people-eating <laughs> rampage in a Chicago museum. That's what I mean. How good does that sound? It sounds insane. It sounds, <laughs> it sounds badass. Yeah. But uh, so it's got 34% of Rotten Tomatoes. Which is slightly more than um, Deep Rising. It's got 5.7 out of 10 on IMDb, which is slightly less than Deep Rising. So the critics love this one. Well, they like it more, but the the audience aren't as big on it. Uh, I mean, have you seen this one before? You must have done, right? Yeah. So I've seen this quite a few times. This was what, another one of those films that I was introduced to by my mum. And yeah. I think she's still like a big fan of it. I think when I told her I was watching it, she was like, Oh, I got that on DVD. 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I've got. I remember that this is another one of those films I remember seeing really young, and I remember mm. ha- uh, like covering my eyes at certain bits. Mm. Like, so I guess I'm probably like what 10, 11, maybe a little bit older. Covering my eyes at certain bits, so there's still bits I see now and I go, oh yeah, I, can, I remember hiding from this bit, but now I'm brave enough <laughs> to watch. <laughs> now it. I'm a big boy. <laughs> now I'm, I'm a big a boy. Big boy um, now. And I, and I think it was just like <laughs> it was Campus. a setting for me. The setting, the fact it takes place in a museum, I thought was really cool because you know we've all been to museums. Some well, have you? Uh, we've all been to museums and kind of like wandered around the corner on your own a little bit and wandered yeah. into a creepy, creepy area with like God, lizard yeah. like gods and stuffed animals. <laughs> and I don't mean, <laughs> yeah. And we've all done that, and it's kind of like there's something quite. You, you understand what that sort of fear feels like. And I think the director um, originally wrote this screenplay after he'd had a dream when he was younger where he'd been locked in a museum overnight and there was this big diorama of like a um, a whale and a big squid up like hanging from the ceiling. And in his dream, he was concentrating on something else. And when he looked back, the squid was gone. So I think he'd held on to that creepy idea and made a film of it based I thought, on I, I didn't know if like, you were making that up as you sort of were saying that no oh, no no it's true and uh, you're gonna take a left turn and saying that squid was in deep rising so. <laughs> that squid ended up in deep rising yeah. but yeah so obviously it's something quite close to the director's heart and i think the creature design in terms of the monster we get is incredibly unique and i think that's what i always liked about it like it wasn't just a run-of-the-mill stand you know it could have been just a, a giant lizard or anything like that. Yeah. It wasn't running the mill. It was very, it was very unique. Um, and the film, well, I don't know if you guys noticed this, but it's so dark. Yeah. Throughout, like I, I was think, I always used to think, like, well, that's not always used to think, but when I watched it recently, I thought, is it just lit like with natural light? Because <laughs> sometimes you're literally like, what the hell is going on? Like, yeah. You can't see anything. I mean, that's on. That, I think that's on purpose, right? That they it's got, to, it's got to be on purpose. Things. I don't know if they, they did it on purpose to kind of like maybe hide the cgi but i think mm. a lot of the creature design is really good as well so like obviously it's very it's practical for close-ups and it's cgi for the the bigger shots which is obviously very very jurassic park and i think some yeah. guys who worked on jurassic park worked on this as well um it's not a perfect film by any stretch of the imagination but i think in terms of the origin of the creature and the, the story of the creature and what why it's doing what it's doing and obviously the big reveal of the creature, I think is is incredibly unique. Is there a unique. big reveal of the creature? <laughs> well, there's no like, uh, I don't remember there being a big sort of. Well, sorry, the big reveal of the origin of the creature. Oh, okay, sorry. What, yeah, yeah. what the yeah. creature actually is, I yeah. guess, um, which I understand was a much bigger reveal in the book. I think it was revealed right at the end of the book. Okay, whereas this, yeah. I think, you're slowly drip fed to you throughout the story. I mean, you come yeah. to understand a bit, I guess, from the from the intro, but yeah. Yeah, I think it's a I think it's a really good creature feature. It's one that always kind of creeped me out a bit. Um, I don't think it's aged particularly badly either. As no, I said, I watched out of all the, these ninety ones, ninety films. I think this one's actually aged probably the best. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And uh, as I said, it's it's a very un- it's a unique setting, a unique monster. And even though it's not the most you know engaging, mm. well, I, it's not it's not the best film. But I think it because of those elements, I think it's still a really enjoyable yeah experience i mean out of these 90s horror films it's definitely the one that seems to be taking itself the most seriously in terms of like they've really drilled down the fact that it's a chicago film and it's you know it's it's it, this is a unique setting it's a unique creature idea 
Um, there's tons of locations, tons of characters. It feels like a much bigger film yeah. than it is, but it, I, I, I was pretty confused at times, I've got to say. <laughs> <laughs> Little yeah. bits of Chicago history that just get thrown in there with like the man at the docks that goes, oh, these coal tunnels, they were built in the late <laughs> And on your center. left, you will see the... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was, uh, yeah, it was like that. Uh, a lot of, I think there's too many characters. Uh, I, didn't re- I don't remember the creature... Being so obsessed with lopping off heads when I was a kid. That's like how he kills yeah. everyone in this. He whips think you'd off remember super that. quick as well. Yeah, you'd I thought that'd be a key that. thing, but I yeah. I just I thought it was just sort of, you know, mould people. But no, it's got like thing designed to lop off heads. Like that's its prime purpose. Uh, also, I mean, um I mean I remember really liking this kid. I think it I think he just hit all the notes of like it's quite gritty and dark and it's a nice creature feature. Uh, and it's like plenty of, of gory bits in there. Uh, but it's uh, I, the tone of it. I haven't seen Species in a long time, but in my head, it's kind of like Species. Like the song. Oh, you'd ha- you'll have to go back to that again. <laughs> New yeah, shoes yeah. was a time. It's been a long time. Uh, oh, this um, this the relic has a little special place in my heart. This was the first fifteen certificate film I ever went to see at the cinema. Um, not to wow. admit to not to admit to crimes on the podcast, How old guys. Were you? Like, don't don't call the police but um i looked at the date this film came out in may 1997 and i would have been 13 years and nine months old sucked in uci tamworth <laughs> but, did you have a little bit of stubble drawn on when you were there? <laughs> i just talked about like workers i went no you know queuing up so so lads are we all ready for our gcses quite soon that we'll be taking oh those mock exams are real tough but i mean it came out shift. Back back then, the films used to come out like in England, like about a year later or something. And then oh, like, the two UK years after that, wrong. though it's uh, like on DVD or <laughs> VHS. I mean, they used to take yeah. ages. I used to remember like, when I saw a film like a poster, and I used to think, okay, I better just forget about that and then remember it again in a couple of years' time when it's out. On yeah, yeah, just remember it. <laughs> I I remember my dad went for a business trip to the US in the very early two thousands, and I was like, please get me X Men on DVD while you're there. <laughs> Of course, it didn't work on a DVD player. I had to do it on the PC. It was a right oh, old kerfuffle. Yeah. yeah. It's just a write-up. I know, mugged off. Uh, so, uh, key players in this film. There's not really anyone I reckon, apart from Linda Hunt, who, uh, you know, the small woman with glasses, designed superior costumes. She turns up at... I recognise Tom Sizemore, an absolute <laughs> legend of the... <laughs> Oh okay. well, acting shops for cinema name for porn. I did a. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think he went into porn, didn't he? Eventually, I did. I did Google him. Um, I didn't see any. Oh. Porn. But um, he has. He isn't dead. So I, I really get sad when I see that people are dead <laughs> in films when I start googling them. But um, this other woman, uh, Penelope Ann Miller, who plays the main sort of woman, she's in tons of stuff. She's in like uh, yeah. Riverdale and stuff. I don't recognise her. I don't. Then watch it, but. I like to see that she's got a like a flourishing career. Like she was in Kindergarten of... Cop. She was, yeah. I like to see that, and I think, yeah, okay, good on you. But I hate seeing like you know a dwindling career, and I just think, oh, poor. <laughs> just feel bad for them, and then they die. It's even worse. <laughs> and then they die. Well, she's she's got a couple of films. It looks like in so she's got a couple of years left, and then she's probably going to go as well. Well, she's... <laughs> her latest film is called Deep Crack. Oh. Did she go porn as well with Sizemore? Is that a... well? Who's to say? <laughs> Sizemore production. Sizemore did do like the Tom Sizemore sex tape. I don't even remember that. Um, I didn't. Do, have do it. you remember that? 
I don't think I saw it, but like it was a load of mental shit. Load of mental I shit was happening it. in it. <laughs> oh, okay. well, I've been in the UK for years after release. <laughs> I can't remember what what happened, but like it was him with like some other women in it. Like I don't know if he was having sex with them or what. But in the video, God. if I remember right, in the video there was an extensive bit where he was like trying to put across the point that he'd had sex with Paris Hilton, but I was like. He's going on about it a bit too much. You can yeah. clearly tell that he hasn't. Yeah. He goes off his nut a little bit. You wouldn't know if she goes to another school. Yeah, you, she, <laughs> got, she lives up where my nan lives, uh, up north, Paris Hilton. Yeah, yeah. Always at it. We were like rabbits. She wouldn't She wouldn't admit to it if you ask her now, obviously, because oh. um, it's a sacred trust. But um... yeah. Exactly. She'll never admit it. I'll take it to, she'll take it to her grave. <laughs> I just imagine that in his <laughs> alleged sex tape, um, that he'd want puns in there, wouldn't he? Probably about having like, oh, you don't look like satisfied. Looks like you need more size. Or <laughs> I... <laughs> you need more size. He's built like an absolute unit in this film. Like he's 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 got a massive trench coat on, which and I feel like would fit. Kafuga. A massive, yeah. <laughs> a massive kafuga, but yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he's uh, he's goodness. I thought I, I thought he uh, he was he, you know, he plays the um, not going to say supernatural detective, the detective who's uh, superstitious. He's yeah, um, very superstitious. Uh, he's like you know he's um, got a lucky bullet. It seems very nineties that idea of uh, someone having a quirk. Like they're a normal character, normal detective character, but then they've got a quirk. So this one's superstitious. He's like right. a prop. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't like to step over bodies. Doesn't like to. Walk on the ladders, smash black mirrors. cats. There is a cat. There is a cat jump scare in this film, right? <laughs> There's a cat jump scare that is accompanied by like about seven or eight hits on the violin. It keeps going, <laughs> <laughs> unless the video I was watching was just glitched out. But it did feel like that sting went on for quite a while. <laughs> and then I think he says, "What the hell was that?" He's like, "No, oh, don't cat. worry about it. It was just a bit of cat." Yeah, but if it's a black cat, surely he he'd be the one worrying about it. He'd be the one he freaking would, his pants off. I don't think he got the jump scare actually. So. No, okay. This <laughs> is a, a long-suffering assistant, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. So, uh, like I said, I was pretty confused, mainly around the whole first half an hour of the film, because so yeah. we we open with like tribal drums, and there's a there's a guy called John Whitney, who's I guess he's like the Bruce Parry of our of like our is it Bruce Parry Brian Parry one is, um. So he's <laughs> Uh, anthropologist living with the natives doing ayahuasca ceremonies and he has a glass of leaf juice doesn't he and then goes mad because he sees shikaka well, no, yeah. that's um... <laughs> shikaka <laughs> shikaka and everyone... no it's um kathoga Kalula. singaya yeah yeah so kathoga is like the name that they give to essentially the creature right yeah but there's so it means he who walks on all fours right so he, so he drink, he drinks the cup of soup that they make for him, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it's like, oh no, beef and onion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's scold not as well. He's like, no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and then he has like a he has a moment, obviously, where he's a little bit scared, and all the tribesmen are like, ah, we stitch you right up, mate. You never know what's coming. Yeah. Yeah. Spiked. You've yeah. been spiked, mate. <laughs> so so yeah so he. He does, and then he um, boxes up. Here's how I understand it: he boxes up some leaves with the fungus in, um, and sends it back to the museum. But he doesn't want it to go back, so he goes to stop it from going back. Um, 
then tries to bribe the captain. He says, oh, them, them boxes, they can't go back. I'll, I'll pay you. And the captain kind of goes, I'm really busy, mate, but yeah. don't worry, we'll look after your boxes. Yeah. Um, and then just goes. Yeah. And then John Whitney just sort of goes in the boxes. Goes in the boxes, he, and the boxes are on. But, but as it as it sets off, the boxes are still on the. They're island. on the they're on the docks because the yeah. boxes he opens just got Chinese rugs in them, and they've come from South America. So I don't know how they pulled that <laughs> off. And he's like, oh, "No!" He goes, "Oh, blooming heck!" Yeah. Wait. So the boxes don't make it to America, do they? They go by air freight later, because yeah. So he does that, and then we see him just like oh. lamenting that the boxes aren't there; they're just full of rugs. Okay, and yeah. then we see the boat arrive, and then just in a side side comment, then the costume design lady hmm. um, just says, "Oh yeah, these came in by air freight. Um, they just got left on the dock, so they flew them over much quicker anyway. I don't know why I didn't ship everything like that." <laughs> it's a little bit. It's a little bit of a convoluted sort of beginning, yeah. isn't it, for us for yeah. us to try and understand. For us to try and understand, first of all, what the hell's going on, and second of all, like understand where this creature comes from, I guess. Yeah. Because I, gu- yeah. I guess it's maybe it's, maybe it's supposed to be that way, so, way. So we find out as you know, the doctor, the the biologist, sorry, at the museum starts finding out. We find out at the same time as she does. But still, it's a bit of a convoluted beginning where you're like, what? To you understand I mean? how he gets there, though, Ben, Man you're going to need to understand. Leaves. You're <laughs> yeah. going to need to understand about the history of Chicago and the coal tunnels because <laughs> yeah. that is. Luckily, I know everything there is to know for yeah. you to understand how it all works out. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we we see the boat comes into the docks, right? We leave, we leave um, Chicago and Fine, all, Ch- all those Chicago. guys. Over there. Yeah, yeah. And we go to Chicago. Yeah, <laughs> and then we see the boat arriving, and it's like the um, it's like the Dracula ship, the Demeter, isn't it? It turns up and it's a ghost ship. Everyone's gone. Obviously, like the, everyone like the is missing their the heads. end of the lost world. Yeah, yeah. A boat with no, with no living crew manages to park at the. Maybe I don't know. I'm not a sailor. I'll say that now. Um, <laughs> maybe <laughs> maybe boats are really easy to park, and I'm yeah. being unfair. Well I think easy. they just sort of you, you just sort of let them float into the parking spot, right? <laughs> it's sure like that's... the button moon spaceship. You just <laughs> press a button, America, and then it goes. <laughs> <laughs> maybe the cap the captain like he had to he had to he parked it up and then he just went oh I'm dead now as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with his last dance of strength. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> Put it in the sat nav. So everyone's dead on that. And we were introduced to Vincent Vincent de Augusta. De Augusta. De Augusta. De Augusta. He uh he's a uh, cool detective guy. Uh, him and his partner, they search on the deck, they sniff out a severed head with like no eyeballs and stuff. Um, yeah. in the bilge. In the bilge, in the bilge yeah, yeah, which is the horrible, dirty, great. It's poor, it's I had to assistant. Google that. I wasn't sure what bilge was. I had to Google it. Um, I'm still not really sure what it is. <laughs> but, it's uh... a horrible low, low bit of the boat where all the filth and muck is. Okay. And they find all the dead bodies, severed yeah. heads, and all that yeah. filth. I feel sorry they... for his assistant there, who's like, "Oh, I've searched the ship before you arrived, done a really good job of it." And then they get scared by the cat. He goes, "Oh, is this the bilge?" Opens it, literally tons of bodies. Tons of bodies. <laughs> oh, oh god damn it! <laughs> I've already filled out the paperwork. Start over. Yeah. And then we move on to our other main character, Doctor Margot Green, who is getting dressed outside of the uh, the museum. 
she's got a top off and there's little kids perving. There's um, little kids, sons of bitches. Because they're talking about wagging, wagging the school, but they're going to go on the field trip first. For American listeners, wagging is like uh, playing hooky. I think that's what they call it over there. Bunking, up, bunking off, anybody? Bunking off, yeah. Skyvin. <laughs> True Sky- and suit. Wait, True ben, and suit. ben, did you say uh, wagging down in Bristol? No, no, no. Bunking off for me. Oh, bunking off. We never that. We had Skyvin and wagging. Skyvin was there, yeah. Skyvin yeah. and, and bunking off. Yeah. Wagging. The wagging, just, when I hear it now, it's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> but back in the days, that's what you did. You wagged. You wagged it. You wagged, wagged off. <laughs> If you, were, if you were bad boys, like, what are their names? Eugene and something else, Joseph or Jason or something like that. They're no good. And they're sassing Dr. Green. So, no, what are you a doctor of? Being like an idiot. And she's like, <laughs> fuck off, kids. We, we bunked off and we gone to a museum. <laughs> you know that? <laughs> we gone to a museum. Because we're, we're just absolute legends. Eugene's got a good point, though, because his mate wants to wag off early and he's like uh no we should go to the museum because we can't go to the arcade now anyway and he goes oh fair deuce go get the museum yeah so they go to wag off and get some learning some after yeah. school learning <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna wag off at the museum where all of our school has gone anyway on a field trip <laughs> yeah. but we're not gonna hang out with them we're gonna be doing our own thing in the museum so yeah. screw them okay you don't want to look at the giraffes you want to look at the whales look at the giraffes whenever i want mate <laughs> <laughs> And the teacher mostly just shouts, don't run, don't run, literally about 10 times. And then it goes into the museum and the security guard's telling the kids not to run. Yeah. So I watch the guy, I've got ain't got kids. Idiots always running. <laughs> Egypts. Egypts. These, uh, these, I don't think these kids last that long anyway, do they? Uh, so we're, we're introduced to Dr. Frock, who's um, Margot Green's uh, boss, mentor, uh, lover. We don't find out. Uh, but they 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 get a shipment of uh, boxes from uh, John Whitney. They've got the leaves with the fungus in there, and they're like, "These are very interesting." Uh, Burn I, them. Think, I think they just yeah, I think they just think they're packing leaves. Uh, but they've got yeah. like interesting, um, like little sweets or something. They look quite tasty. Um, <laughs> stuck little to the, fungus balls. Little fungus balls. Um, and then at the burning room and stuff, there's also some statues that've come in. So this is another thing. There's there's a lot of shots of this for people like prepping statues that I don't think really seems to go anywhere like I remember there's lots of shots of these little Gafuga statues that are getting yeah they're kind of getting ready aren't they because their big their big exhibit is about to start on superstitions superstitions and and then the two the two things that are arrive in these two boxes are one is the statue of Cthuga yeah and the other is just a box full of leaves and then all these people that are all scientists say oh just leaves and that one empty idiot john whitney oh well this can't be important ignore that burn them up but they do let Margot keep one of them you the, get to um, keep one leaf so you keep one for testing <laughs> you can have one leaf in, in all the others and i guess the other thing that comes out of that scene is that Margot is furious because the blastoise foundation that isn't their real name <laughs> uh the blastoise foundation are going to release their grant and she needs it to keep her research going but slimy greg no good Greg is um, he he's after that grant even though he's already had a grant and he's a piece of shit for doing it even though as Greg points out you know he's allowed to apply for another grant maybe his work that we don't know anything about is very expensive but he's 
painted as the villain. It could be. He's he could be trying to cure. Yeah, there could be reasons. He is a dicker, but there are reasons for that. Like he, you know, he's got a he's dog eat dog out there studying yeah, at the museum. Cure, all right, cure children that are on fire. You, no one knows. Yeah, no one. Reason. No I'm one knows. It's like how Captain Planet never asks. Like, does yeah. loot and plunder pollute his factory because he's like, you know, it's the cure for cancer. Yeah. That he's working on, but um, no, Greg is a backstory for this villain. Yeah, yeah but no, he's just—he's just a weaselly little man, apparently. He's just, a smarmy, so hate him. he's just a smarmy guy who's gonna be fodder for the monster, and he wants yeah. all the funding because he's very selfish, and he's gonna take it from the Blastoise Foundation, whether they whether yeah. whether Margo's happy with it or not. I will say Blastoise. there is a lot of characters in this which are pretty much just fodder for the monster, but they're introduced uh, like seconds before. Well. 30 seconds or so before they die normally. Yeah. Um, yeah. So like that night, I think um, we get our first monster attack um, and we get our second instance of a guy trying to do his business on the toilet and being murdered. Because I think mean, they're not having a deep rising of a tentacle this time. You're, smoke, you're smoking a tab, wasn't he? Yeah, he was, was, he's, he's punching a few darts in the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> He was smoking a cheeky tab, and he's literally as soon as he's he opens the window as well. So I mean, he's first of all he's doing it in the toilet. Second of all, he's opened the window, yeah. so he's polite, you know. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then someone's immediate... trying to look at grab his sneakers. He's like, just yeah. ask, man. <laughs> and uh... I wonder why he's doing that? Like, I know he's on, I know he's at work, but it's the nineties. You could probably smoke in hospital then. Yeah, <laughs> it's a different time. You could smoke while you're performing surgery. Tapping <laughs> <laughs> out ash in the open wound. Yeah. Not in the museum, though, I guess, because, you know, you might you might, you might make the dinosaurs go yellow. Stink up the bones, yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, so he gets um, uh, murked, is a technical term. He gets term. murked. He, he, gets, <laughs> he gets decapitated as well. Yeah. Yeah, this, uh, so the next morning, I think it cuts pretty close when the Gust is looking in there. So there's a brain. Oh, he's found the kids, the hasn't he? Yeah, the kids, because the kids are still in the thing. They're, they're back again. For more learning. And then. They're they're still there. And they've stayed in the they've stayed in the museum after it's closed. Yeah. They're like, oh, shouldn't we call for help or something? They go, uh, no, because then we'll get busted for wagging school. And it's like, so you just live in the museum now? But then <laughs> that's, that's their, their life now. Their museum after children. We see, after we see Smokey Joe um, get get done in the toilets, we think maybe the beast has got has got them. But then it cuts to the next morning and they're. They're traumatised. That's a bit of a weird bit. They kind of look up in the rafters and then yeah. it zooms right in on one of them. And then yeah. I think, oh, did they die? I even had to rewind it to see if I thought one of them died. But no, no they, just got they survived. Yeah. They got spooked and then all the police are around the next day. Um, you, know what, you know why, though? Because Gafoga's seen someone smoking a joint in the museum and he's like, he's dead. See these two kids just trying to learn. Like, they're, you know, they're positive influence on society. So Kafuga's like, the good guy's got no interest. Go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'll, I'll let it's you a pass. Tale. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so uh, there's a brain on the floor the next morning. There's a brain on the floor, and there's a really stupid bit where, like, Dr. Margot ends up, like, sort of stumbling in. What an idiot. Stumbling oh, in. Feel like someone's it. been murdered in there. Don't, you don't, why, what, you don't, this is the men's toilets. Why would you even yeah. want to go in there? Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> she's like, can I just borrow a. <laughs> <laughs> Because that literally he wants to and first first DeCosta does a little bit of everyday sexism because he's like, Yeah, let me talk to Dr. Green. Send him to see me immediately. And oh. then he goes oh, yeah. to see him. It's like, it's like she uh, Dr. Green, Margot comes to see him and is like Who are you, love? I was once to talk about Doc and then like the other police sergeant's like, oh, this is Dr. Green. And he's like, Oh, 
Are you Dr. Ooh. Green's secretary or something? <laughs> yeah. Can you then, go and get me? Go and sort my dry cleaning out, love. Fuck <laughs> you, know. And then, and then, he, and then it's after he's after she's brought to him, he like says, "Yeah, I want to ask you some questions, but not now because I'm doing a murder, even though I sent for you." And then he goes in to investigate, and then the bit you were talking about, then she walks directly into the murder scene and then flips he's a out and head skids on a brain. <laughs> <laughs> he goes. He goes. What? She goes. Loses typical it. women overreacting. <laughs> yeah. Always lose your shit. You see one person you with their head off brain. and their brain popped out. God. I saw heads off yesterday. I saw five heads off yesterday. I'm fine. All right. This is nothing to me. Desensitized to it. Exactly. Uh, so the Gosta. Um, they uh, did. You think there's a connection? Between, they must think there's a connection between. They think there's a connection. The they think yeah. they think there's like a killer, basically, like a killer yeah. on the loose. Someone who's going to make Jeffrey Dahmer look like a Boy Scout. I think they say at one point. I'm like, whoa, steady on, yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Um. So basically, he wants to have the exhibition, the upcoming exhibition, like stopped and the museum closed. But obviously, Doctor Anne Cuthbert, who is played by uh, Linda Hunt, tiny tiny lady. Yeah. Um, from The Incredibles, right? I don't know. I don't think it's actually here, but uh, she's um, based that character on her. Based on her. Basis, but yeah. she's also um, another 90s horror connection. In um, She's an NCIS variant, isn't she? Where she's oh, yeah. Ladies Love yeah. Cool James's boss. Oh. Yeah. And remember one cut of the dead, Ben? Um, yeah. That TV exec looked like an Asian version of her. Definitely. Definitely. What, the one where I had racist subtitles on? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That one. Yeah. Um, so, um, well, they've closed down the exhibition. I think she's he wants Degosta wants to, and Mar- yeah. and the the science boss lady is very unhappy about. It. She's already got the catering done. She yeah. says to Degosta, "You got to get this caterer, otherwise, have you ever had those little salmon things, those little bits of toast?" He's like, "Nah, mate, I don't think I have." And he's like, "Well, just." There's going to be, Just think gonna of the be fucking loads. Yeah. If you take, there's going to be fucking loads, and and if you and if if you close this down, I'm going to make you eat them all. <laughs> I, don't, I don't care what you say. I'm going to sit down and make you eat them all. Mini Start pizzas, uh, quiche, quiche, goujons, goujons. I've got three tons of pink wafers at the back. All right. So this bloody thing is happening, or you're for it, mate, for the eye jump. But at the same time, she's like, "Hang on a sec, I'm gonna look at these leaves again to calm down." Uh, and she, she goes on about these leaves so often about <laughs> she just goes on about hormones all the time. There's hormones in them. Just think oh, of this is like, where is this where Margot has done her? She's done. She puts it in a machine that does the experiment and yeah. uh, tries to look into these things. And she has the most '90s thing in this entire movie, which is customized sounds on your windows. So on Windows, when you put some, because when the test finishes, it does the sound of a car crash, oh. and like a little, it does a little smash, like a skid and a smash. And I'm like, I remember customizing you know, my my Windows start up and close down sounds. I didn't think that was the film. I thought I. Uh, you thought I, was I well, no, I just, I just thought it was something. I thought maybe Cat had something on the Mac upstairs or something. I just heard that car crash. Like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> it went out into the street, <laughs> ready to help. <laughs> Everybody, okay? Yeah, I would never. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. 
Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Yeah, but as, well, as a PC doing it. Um, well, obviously, what, happen- what happens? Is this before when like a tiny insect crawls into all of her samples at one point with the with the yeah. leaves and the hormones and all that shit um and obviously she leaves it to veg to incubate in yeah. her fridge for a while and obviously when she gets to goes to take the samples out suddenly there's a massive great big horrible she, mutated insect which she just squishes like, yeah, like any scientist she immediately smashes the thing into oblivion yeah. i think that's a little later i think around now we just get the beginnings of oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah when we're cleaning the bones for exhibit um we use these bugs to eat the meat off them and then someone goes some of the bugs have escaped he goes oh well I'm sure that won't come back till later yeah <laughs> i think this is a bit of a prequel to starship troopers as well the, like yeah, the bugs in it. Also, that bug like it would be a great food source. You know, if you can make a bug grow like that, ripen up overnight. Uh, but I think it's this time <laughs> where Doctor No D- uh, Detective Augusta, Augusta Jesus Christ Detective D- Augusta gets the head examined. He goes to the autopsy, the doesn't he? And there's the very sassy. Um... She's like a stand-up comedian, like yeah. constantly pumping out lines. She is yeah. for someone who has a very grim job. She's like. His brain's light, even for a guy's brain. Am I right? And she's like, got a silent <laughs> assistant. She's nudging him. Yeah. And then he says something like, don't you agree? And he's like, yes. He's like, I can never kind shut that fucker up. up. Yeah. <laughs> so they find out that like the hypothalamus has been extracted from the brain, which is a bit of the brain, which has got uh enzyme in it. What? Mm. Is it, that it? it regulates your body temperature and is chock full of delicious hormones <laughs> it's basically delicious it's basically the most delicious part of the brain somebody is eating or just taking this bit of the brain yeah. you know which is weird it's weird isn't it, it yeah, just like it, the, just like the bodies in the ship though it's missing yeah. from that one and he gets his long-suffering assistant to check the autopsies to see if yeah. that's true of all of them yeah god I mean, imagine getting that phone call bet. can you just yeah. make check all these brains to see if they've oh. been oh for and he gives sake. and he gives I'm He'd be glad he was in Nando's because D'Agosta, a little bit of a son of a bitch, isn't he? He says when he phones his assistant to get him to check the brains, he goes, ah, it's me. Hope I interrupted your dinner. I bet he's on the other line. <laughs> Halfway through his pot noodle. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah. It's going to go cold. He's got a pot noodle and two Finder's crispy pancakes. He's just about to tuck <laughs> into them. It's probably the first thing he's been able to eat after finding a bilge full of dead bodies. He's like, oh, yeah. oh well, yeah. probably the mood for some Finder's now. Come on. And he's like, 
All right, I've interrupted your dinner. Go and look at them brains some more. He's like, Go look yeah. at those brains, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so um, they don't link it up straight away, did they? But I think um, they send a couple of policemen down into the coal chutes to look for to have that... a look because the, yeah. the the museum is inexplicably connected to uh, a huge network of tunnels that go under the entire city, and they're going to find out um, who might be hiding in the museum because otherwise, all that food that's been got in by the caterers is going to go to waste. So they're down there looking. Yeah, uh, but then they get attacked by a homeless man. Uh, yeah, it's like a homeless dude who basically hears police coming, so he goes, "Oh, is that police coming?" I know what I'll do. I'll go. <laughs> <laughs> I'll jump hey! out, jump out like a civilian in virtue of cop. There's another nineties reference for you. <laughs> hey, don't shoot! <laughs> <laughs> so that's exactly what happens. He gets pumped full of lead. Um, yeah, and he's got like an axe. He's um, he's got a couple of hypothalamus lying around. Like he's like he looks pretty suspicious. Orgy of evidence <laughs> that this is definitely the guy. He's yeah, got, he's got the, the security guard's wallet on him, hasn't he? I wonder yeah. where he got that from. Yeah, exactly. He's just been milling about. And he nicked it. So basically, everybody is like, right, case closed. That's it. But obviously, <laughs> yeah. detective Doctor like, he's... I ain't so sure. I'm and not then, so sure about this orgy of evidence. Yeah, and one of, one of the dudes, the museum's head of security guy, does a real dick move and goes, right, you don't want the case closed, eh? I'll get my mate on the phone. Gets yeah. his mate, the mayor, on the phone and goes, all right, mate, you looking forward to coming to the coming to the opening tonight? Yeah, and then the yeah, mayor's look, like, look, I'm looking forward well, to my wife's great. cleavage. Cleavage, cleavage. <laughs> my wife's got boobs. Did I mention my wife's got this, boobs? <laughs> this comes back a little bit later. I'll, I'll mention it now. Um, the, the mayor's chatting on. He phones up and he's he's straight away he's giving him a power play isn't he phones right. him and says all right um what's your name it's like oh it's lieutenant degosta is this your first name it's like oh it's like jim so oh, do you mind if i call you jim it's like yeah sure you can call me your honor the mayor your majesty you can call me that uh anyway and he talks about his wife's cleavage and said oh everyone's seen my wife's cleavage what won me the election later on his wife is in the film at the dress he mentions spoilers they the gala goes ahead yeah um and by modern standards, I'd say that dress is not as outrageous as he makes out. It's quite a sensible, <laughs> it's quite a sensible he evening. He oversold yeah. it, didn't he? He yeah. oversold yeah. it. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing wrong with showing like a little bit of cleavage, but that mare made out like it was something obscene, and it was not at all. It was just a nice Real evening low, dress, low cut. No, I'd say he's quite obsessed. They he, go, all right, mare. He's implying it'd be like nipple shop. singlets and like a belt. No, yeah, the mare, the mare really is selling his wife like a like a piece of meat here yeah. to um to the voters obviously and in the reality she seems from all accounts just a normal classy professional woman out yeah. on yeah. Out, out on dinner yeah there we go so basically in your augusta, face there. augusta is still like convinced obviously something 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 is not quite right so he orders, like a lot, he orders a lot down at the museum um all except for the main exhibition hall, and then he's got like police presence pretty much throughout. He lets them open it, doesn't he? But then he'll say, because basically the mayor here is the mayor from Jaws, effectively. It's like murders? No, open it anyway, because I've got social plans. Yeah, um, yeah, 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 pretty much. Exactly, exactly. But um, but yeah, you're right. Degosta insists that the police will be there. That's all right, they'll wear suits, they'll fit in. Um, but they're going to continue searching. And they're going to bring more dogs down into the tunnels to look for 
the um for the for the for the real murderer so obviously uh, uh, right up until this point pretty much they're just looking for a dude looking for a crazy mm. dude who want who likes taking heads off and eating brains no, first mistake yeah nice no, simple first mistake don't assume uh and then we get maybe the part of the film that probably put most uh, a fair few people off with the dogs no one likes to see a dog get beheaded um but so they're searching, searching around the basement uh one of the, the two dogs run away um you hear one of them cry uh it's dead um and then the other one it's just like runs, lost its, lost its runs off for a bit yeah it's a bit shy um, uh, I had to pause the film and give my dogs a hug at that point. I was yeah. like, "It's okay." Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, did you? Did any of you catch the dogs' names? Uh, oh. They're like a Greek oh. Greek mythology name or something, right? Aren't they? Uh... You sh- you've already immediately showed yourself to have more class than me, Luke. Um, their <laughs> names are Castor and Pollux, and I was like, "This all come out before Face Off." <laughs> it didn't. It came out after. It came out just after. Um, after face off, sorry, face off came out just after, but then Castor I looked Troy. it up, Luke, and yeah, Castor and Pollux Troy. Um, it's uh, as you say, it's a Greek myth thing, and I think that there's something to do with Gemini as well, the star sign. Mm. But I only learned that after googling it to find out that face off came out after this movie. Well, I, I like to, you know, I like to come across as smart, but I this is part of the trivia, not the questions that I've picked, but it was just part of the trivia research. So um, I, I don't know anything. I'm stupid. But uh, so uh, and then the dogs get killed. A guy gets killed. Um, and then one of the think, search men, right? Yeah. But the ghost that sees that it's not a, not a human being, right? Now he knows that it's uh, yeah, a. Yeah, I think creature. Gosta, I think uh, by now the opening of the museum is in full swing, and the new exhibit, the mayor and his and his wife and uh, the Blastoise um, couple. That, that run that foundation. Just picturing actual Blastoises now in <laughs> evening gowns and <laughs> yeah, Blastoises, Greg Bedford, flutes suck of up champagne. Yeah. Oh, when um. Oh, I guess the bit maybe this hasn't happened yet. So Margot has been doing a research and she wanted to show the uh, her mentor, the professor, and um, Professor X, the um the 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 findings that she's had about the the mixed DNA that's in these samples because she's finding plant and animal in there all together. Um, and DeCosta has let them keep the main exhibition open, but they're going to lock up the side rooms. That's what we're talking about. And uh, then nasty old Greg gets them trapped in there. That's what we're going to go through because it's yeah, nasty old her. Greg. See, at this point, it seems like Greg's like going, "Come on, guys, you got to get yourself out of there now," because I don't want to just you know get the grant on my own. Like I need a bit of competition or something. Did he say that at one point? Yeah, he, he kind like, of. Oh, he kind of comes along, doesn't he? And he's like, oh, you're going to come to this party then? Because, you know, don't let me just sweep the Blastoise money away from you. And um, she's like, no, nah, I'll be I'll be along in a minute. I'll be along in a minute. But then she's kind of obsessed with the, hmm. with like all the bug DNA that yeah, she's been yeah. looking all at. The hormones, so getting, all the hormones. All the hormones she keeps talking about. Yeah, they, they are getting results at this point. They are getting re- results at this point, aren't they? Where they find out like it's what, like insect and part, part, part reptile. Insect and sub zero and reptile they, is, and all Do they of find reptile. out it's got human in it yet? Is that yet? <laughs> no, not yet. No, that's a little got, bit later. They haven't got his juice yet. I thought they found out it was human, but they weren't sure who. Well, later on, they get the bug juice um, from. Because uh, he secretes, as he's bashing, it, bashing something against the door, 
He, she, she's like mops up his uh, juices yeah. with her bubble wrap. That's the little bit later, isn't it? So that's when she gets the um, which human it is. Yeah. But um, for now, she's showing the professor. And meanwhile, because um, D'Agosta has said, okay, all the police are going to be here, but you can open the main exhibition bit, but you're going to close down all of the labs at the side. So they go, oh, fair play then. And um, then I think, is it one of the policemen or is it head of museum security? I think he's a policeman. Asshole Tom. And they go, ah, oh, uh, oh, Greg, yeah. weaselly, sleazily Greg comes along and says, oh, I've just been there. No one there, mate. Lock it down. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, lock it down in a way that like no one can can Every raise the alarm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, completely seems, seems, seal seems the area. Bit, seems a bit mental to just seal off an area completely, I guess. But you know, I'm sure, if the police were going to be there, like if they were closing a bit of the museum, you just stand a guy there and I go close. Sorry, not somehow hermetically seal the room. Yeah. <laughs> and then obviously, while the while the exhibition thing is going on, uh, a headless body of somebody falls. Instead of ground, this is the second film in a row that that we've um, talked about on this podcast, where crowds go wild and literally have scant regard for anyone else, and just literally run over people's heads. Yeah, smash into people. Escape the museum. Goes into the uh, rotating door. She gets squished. Gets a blood nose, doesn't she? As they're all escaping, as they're escaping, I was like, "This is like the Gloucester cheese wheel hunt." (laughs) (laughs) As they're sort of rolling down the stairs. Right, here's, there goes the cheese. Fucking got it! <laughs> Jumping head first yeah. into things. It also struck me as like, um, like if that happened, a headless body fell and smashed. Like I don't know if I'd immediately panic. No, you wouldn't. This is the thing. You you'd be you like, go, like what the peg, unless you saw on? the creature. Then, then yeah, but unless you saw the creature and thought I'm next, yeah. you would just go. What was There's that? A head. What was that first doing? of all, I'd think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What was that doing out there? First of all, you'd be like, ain't real. It's yeah. part of this. It's part of the this superstition exhibition. Yeah. Superstitious yeah. exhibition. Second of all, if it was confirmed that it's real, you'd be like, what the fuck? What the hell's going on? Where's that come from? Yeah. I don't think your initial thought would be at any point to just sprint towards the, yeah. the nearest exit. Yeah. Also, Literally in our... punching people in the head <laughs> to get them out of the way. In our society, I think we're all very familiar from, from a young age with like drills and evacuating safely. But like the guys, yeah. as soon as like the one dead body falls from the ceiling onto some spikes. They go full on Buster yeah. Keaton. Yeah. <laughs> they, they literally, it's reptile Mortal Kombat wise. He gets knocked off the pit, uppercutted off, yeah. down onto the spikes, and then literally everyone they must have blown their stuntman and budget because these guys are tumbling. Some guy does like a Liu Kang uh, flying kick from through the door. Yeah, he does. He does that, and then someone does like a split kick over the top of someone. <laughs> they tumble down the stairs. Ott, these guys. Yeah. Jeez, is it just because they're the, they're the rich and the famous or whatever? You know, yeah, idiots. Maybe, maybe. Got, idiots, yeah. man. All that, all that money, not an ounce of class. And even before they get out the door and um, get down the museum, the stone museum steps, there's a bit in the lobby where they're all tripping over like velvet rope. And it's like, <laughs> you know, like velvet museum, do not cross rope. They're tumbling over that. Just go round. People literally like that's this whole film is just about the horrors of that of not knowing how to evacuate properly. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, so the doors are closing, and there's still some people left in, and I can't remember the policeman tries to stop the door by putting like a yeah, wooden, Degosta, wooden chair. Yeah, gets back. <laughs> wooden chair. He has come out of the. He's rescued the other dog, um, and he and he's come back up to the to the 
to the main bit. Uh, oh, is it size? I don't know who it is. It's a policeman. You're right. And then you're right. He gets the wooden chair and he does like uh, <laughs> yeah. he slides across the thing, sliding it. But who would have thought <laughs> it that flimsy wooden chair? This massive steel doors coming down. I'm just going to stop it with a meringue. Just a single <laughs> meringue with a, with a single shredded wheat. Just there. Ah, oh, that wasn't substantial enough. This origami chair. Intact. Yeah. <laughs> oh, an origami crane. I'm gonna just come on, come on. Can you imagine if, like, the museum lady had gone? That was Jesus's chair, the most valuable, <laughs> the most valuable. <laughs> that was a chair Jesus sat on when he used to play computer games. You idiot! <laughs> he made that with his dad, Joseph, not not God. Yeah. Even his dad made that. Yeah, bloody your mug crushed so, so yeah and, that, and now to... we get like sorry I was gonna... then the situation of the people trapped inside sizemore is somewhere in the tunnels and then wheelchair wheels and uh <laughs> professor x professor x and the and, woman uh... jean gray they're um in a you know, in the lab somewhere stuck there and then there's a monster and the monster they're locked in because of greg they're locked in because of greg and the monster seems to have developed the ability to teleport around the uh, the museum depending on who needs to die next impossibly yeah. quickly right because yeah. he there it, it's all gone awry because all of this happens when the doors close it's because the computers and the power in some part of the facility have gone wrong for what appears to be no apparent reason because there's two technician guys going oh the fire's going off and then there's robberies and then it says we're having an earthquake. And then <laughs> Dennis Nedry comes up on the screen like ah ah ah, and then, <laughs> and then, and then they get rolled. Yeah, it's just because there's, there's a Kafoga loose in the museum. The security system yeah. literally has no protocol for that. It, doesn't have to yeah. it just goes, what the fuck Do is going on? Yeah, it sets them all off, and then the guy basically says, "I can't get Jurassic Park back online without Dennis Nedry," and says, "Oh well, go and reset the power." And thankfully, it isn't down this corridor of pipes. It's just literally the next room. And the fella goes, oh, don't lock the door then, mate. I fucking hate it when you do that. And then he goes to the next room where the power is, and then it turns out that um, Cathogo has, um, has smashed the fuse box. He's given it a fist in. It's been busted. So um, Cathoga, let's we try and describe what this creature looks like for people who maybe not seen this film. So it's like a, it's like a reptilian cat. It's like a lion fours. chameleon. Yeah. Lion chameleon like, with like mandib- insectoid mandibles, yeah. and it's got like a weird black Mohican, yeah, and like a fluffy, fluffy, fluffy tail. Oh, it's got quite a fluffy face as well, right? Is it? It's like, like a like predator's face. Yeah, I feel like it's a, yeah. a komodo dragon with like the head, you know, the <clears throat> the drumming muppet. It's got like that kind of head on Animal, it for some reason, yeah, but with the predator jaws. So is it scary? Like, Animal face, predator draw, jaws, <laughs> and draws. beetle mandibles. <laughs> they've, definitely re- they've definitely reused the Velociraptor feet, but bigger. Yeah, it's feet, right? It's a, uh, it's a weird one. Uh, is it scary? I think it's interesting. I mean, the weird. I still don't understand how it just keeps lopping people's heads off because it has like a weird way of doing it. Like it's, it's sort of, mandibles. It, it locks on, and then this seems the heads just seem to screw around. <laughs> I don't know what happens, yeah. and it just unscrews people's noggins. Um, I think it is kind of scary just because it's so strange. So yeah, I think that's what's scary those... about insects. I don't understand how their mouths work. 
how was yeah. they how are they biting stuff because they don't have like a chompers like that it's i don't really understand it. so yeah so i know what you mean it's scary in that sense it's scary because it's strange and i guess you kind of think like what the hell is this thing and like every glimpse of it you get you kind of see a new a little bit different every time you see it. It's much like the story of the the seven blind men and the elephant. Like you might see the tail. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> exactly like that. Yeah, but yeah. It's kind of like even the CGI because it's so dark. Mm. I suppose every time you see it, and even when it's CGI, it still kind of looks legit. That's all right, isn't it? Yeah. You know. Yeah. So I, there's um. It's a, busted the it's busted the the electrics basically, and then yeah. the dude goes back in, and then. His mate, who he told not to lock the door, if he had, maybe he'd been fine. He's had his head locked off, and then he gets it as well. So they can't get Jurassic Park back online or the museum yeah. because it's not happening. And it's raining inside now because the sprinklers have gone off. Yeah. And this is where DeGosta gets on the phone to the mayor and says, right, you're coming out through the tunnels. Um, I don't care that you don't want to walk through the water. You can find me on Monday, but for now, shut the fuck up. Yeah, um, I'm in charge around here. And it works. They like half of them try to escape that way. Um, the Sleazy Greg, yes, yeah, Sleazy Greg stays in the lobby with the Blastoises because he's going he's, like, to laughing at their jokes and stuff. Yeah, and he's and he's oh. going to get funding. He does that, doesn't he? Yeah. yeah. Um, around around about now, the SWAT team arrives. Um, yeah, Kathoga it... comes to eat some of the rich folk. I think yeah. he eats Greg at this point, and he has a look. He has a fake out scare, doesn't he? He he runs away because the policeman who stayed in the lobby gets eaten by Kathoga gets his head off. And yeah. then um the yeah, this looks pretty good. The CGI like with the with the like deaths and stuff look pretty yeah. legit. They don't look too ridiculous. This is the point where we first see the monster like full body, right? We see we see all of it because it chases Greg into the darkness of the exhibit yeah. and he sees his face in a broken mirror and he's like oh no, it's just me. It's, it's just, just me. me. And, then, <laughs> and then there's a monster behind him and he yeah. gets got. Serves you right for being ambitious, Greg. Um, <laughs> um, and then we see the SWAT team, as you say, they start coming down. And we sort of have, this is where the film sort of goes from alien to aliens, right? Because then you've got full-blown action scene. Yeah. The SWAT team come through the roof and immediately you'll get, um, all get chumbled up by... It's one of those things where the SWAT team seem to come down to a certain degree, like halfway down, and then go, "Oh fuck, get me up, get me up, get me up!" There's only there's like there's yeah, there's three SWAT team members. Well, there's four SWAT team members. One goes down, and gets set off. The other one goes down, uh, and then he gets like plucked out of the sky. And then the third one goes down, but then decides to go back up, and it they, he gets his body chopped off, which tends to happen. They pull him. Up. This looks pretty legit as well. Him coming off, him coming up in half. But then the guy next to him. Does the yeah 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 oh, <laughs> he like looks at the yeah, sky yeah, yeah. Like the first thing you do is go what the fuck has just happened and yeah. pro- maybe run away because yeah. whatever it was that locked him in half might get you next but yeah. you're gonna go no I like to see the backstory he was one day Jerry. away from retirement Jerry there's like a love story happening there that they, they were gonna escape together that night yeah <laughs> yeah but oh, he, uh... do, we oh, yeah, museum's being happen. robbed we'll do, we'll go and sort this out and then um and then we'll leave together and then um. Yeah, he gets locked in half, and he goes very quiet when he gets locked in half. He's like, "Get me out! Get me out! Get me out!" Yeah, I wonder how long and you live for after weird, you've been. Must out, be a weird feeling, though. Must, yeah. must be un- must be unpleasant. <laughs> oh, oh! Well, he didn't even say oh. He just went. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I imagine yeah. it's like you've 
done a very large uh, explosion. You know what I mean? Like uh, you've done a very large, you've passed a very large. Is poor, is poor mate though screaming, or is not his mate? Maybe his lover. My yeah. lover, my lover was killed by a, a half lizard demigod. Yeah. By a lizard, by a reptilian demigod. In therapy, that, that... when they're talking about, <laughs> well, yeah. they're like past trauma. It'll, it'll, it'll go on to Jerry Springer. Like yeah. a couple of months, my lover was killed right. by a rep- there's a guy demigod. like runs up wearing like a demigod costume, <laughs> <laughs> and like he's hey! his, well, he's here tonight. So you're gonna face him. <laughs> and he comes back in, and then like that Steve guy's holding him back, and then yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you killed my lover. You cut him in half. I yeah. had to eat a bloody hypothalamus thing. I had to, you know, I had to do it. Why with the bomb off then, dickhead? That's a liar. The lie oh, detector yeah. shows. That is untrue. <laughs> I wanted the brain as well, but it's all I could get. Fucking hell! You were yanking him up. <laughs> so at this point, also at this point, so that's all happening, and then the ones in the basement, uh, running away through the tunnels, are on the phone to Degusta, and they're like, "Yeah, he's tailing us." And I'm like, "He's not tailing you. He's in the SWAT room. He's, he's eating the people <laughs> in the lobby." <laughs> like, that the one? But the scenes there not. do go back and forth because, like, literally, Cathogo's face might have come up and gone, and it literally, well. as soon as he was finished with the SWAT team, he just went, fucking run! Well, yeah, run! He, 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 he runs that. That weird, like, cartoon noise. And he makes it to them, and then he kill, he lops off a blonde woman's head, and then he turn around, and he's gone back again. He's gone somewhere else. Yeah, he's slurping people off under no, the water. Like- he gets a couple of people down there. Yeah. He has um, people's heads off. Does he? Does he always like stop and eat the brain? It seems like he's just cutting heads off and leaving them. Wasteful. He's like, yeah. save him, save him. Like, kill him now. Yeah. Eat the brains later. Yeah. yeah. Unless it's Maybe part of just uh, part of the process of him taking a head off. He's like sort of ripping up into the hypothalamus I've never yeah. done it myself maybe the, head so. com- maybe the head comes off as a side effect and once he's got yeah. that bit maybe that's like um, you know, like the linchpin of yeah. keeping your head on once you've had the hypothalamus that, yeah, <laughs> just drops off he's just um, addicted to hypothalamus isn't he? He, needs, he needs to go cold turkey I he's a hypothalamus yeah. junkie he can't yeah. get enough yeah some um, people are addicted to bass he's addicted to hypothalamus <laughs> um, I think at some point there's been a there's been a there's been a discussion at some point because then between running in the lobby and running down into the, the coal tunnels, which uh, have existed in historic Chicago since the late 1800s um, and well, actually right. Run yeah. right down to the docks <laughs> from the museum. Yeah. Um, the He's run back to the labs where those people are hermetically sealed in. Remember they couldn't get to the, to the main party. He's seen them and he's trapped them in the room because he was at the door and he ran and they closed the door and that's when he bashes the door and, and cuts himself because Margot grabs the his juice on the on a, on a Kleenex yeah. and puts it, in, <laughs> puts it into the machine. So that's already happened. Then after he's slurped those people off in the water, he goes back up there. <laughs> he, he goes back up to the top um, and he gets Professor X. Um, yeah. The guy, yeah, he gets, harsh, isn't it? He gets the, the guy. Does, the guy <laughs> tries to use his mind to fight he, back. <laughs> does that? But no, he's no. got one of the helmets on. He's yeah. he's he's two percent Magneto. You don't <laughs> need my hypothalamus. I'm old. It's yeah. all it's all dried out. And he goes, <laughs> I'll have it anyway. <laughs> to, to be fair, I don't think that that guy is that unhappy about. It. He's having, he's having a big old smile. Well, him, isn't so he? he's just happy to see because he's got a theory about the Mephisto principle or something. Uh, evolution happens through grotesques of 
DNA of police dogs, sort of agree with in a way. Uh, but he just happy to see it in person, I think, and then he dies. And then he's like, I, I immediately it. regret liking bit, it a second ago. Yeah. He's a little bit horny for it. He's like, whoa, yeah. Logo, you sexy bitch! <laughs> I wouldn't have... I don't care. Like, I'm not, again, much like I'm not a sea captain. I'm not a scientist myself. But even if I really loved science, if yeah. I loved animals, if I was David yeah. Attenborough into animals and I saw one that was going to eat me, yeah. I still might think, oh, no. If you like really love roller coasters, <laughs> oh, like you you love roller coasters more than anything in the world, but they were like this this fantastic roller coaster, but it lops your head off at the end. Like there's a bar, like you would just go, nah, I've skipped oh, that one. <laughs> yeah. Can I just watch the video? <laughs> I won't do that one. Yeah. Do I get a photo? You've got to be this short to ride <laughs> to get under the thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he so, he loves science enough, so it's just like ah. Yeah. Oh, Thank goodness I finally can. He looks a bit like Bill my... Nye, the science guy, actually. Yeah. I can Bill live Nye. my dream of eventually. I always said um, when I was growing up that the way I wanted to go was not peacefully in my sleep, um, <laughs> but having my hypothalamus ripped out by a monster. Everyone said I was mad for wanting that, said it's very yeah. unlikely to happen. Who's I laughing now? My dreams come true. Who's laughing now? <laughs> it can't Me. be that painful. Can't... I mean, like, there's like, what, 10 seconds of. Pain and then you're gone. Like, so it can't be. What are you doing, then, mate? There's no nerves in your brain. Then? So, <laughs> so I guess your brain doesn't hurt and it gets eaten. But like the like the pathologist said at the start, it controls your temperature and all your hormones. You you're going to be a state. You'd be yeah. too hot. Too. You don't know what to do with yourself. Yeah. For those ten it's not seconds. Like I'm like that anyway. I've got no temperature control. Anyway, I'm either missing... too hot, too cold. You should have your hypothalamus looked at, mate. Go and tell the doctor my hypothalamus is off. I go, Cafogo, Dr. Cafogo, can you have a look at my hypothalamus, please? It so is it around, about, around about now that we find out the true identity of the Cafogo? Yeah. yeah so she does, how she does is, the, the oh, analysis. Cafogo dropped his wallet. She knows it's human. <laughs> <laughs> she knows it's human. And then um, yeah. I think they are pla- they're making their plan, and then the computer makes its customised noise again. She goes... Yeah, there are times someone crashed outside my house again. <laughs> Same people. Um, and then she sees that not only um, is it human, but mm. it's um, John old Whitney. mate John Whitney. Is that John Whitney, son of a bitch. He's changed. Oh, I read. <laughs> I read that there's a in in the book. The creature yeah. has got John Whitney's like um, necklace on. That yeah. makes sense. Yeah. And I think in the book they they think that somehow the creature has taken it as like a memento. Yeah. Uh, Should have had his hat. <laughs> it that like, just in his, like, <laughs> in his Hawaiian shirt. <laughs> yeah, that I think that was he wearing, cool. I think he's wearing a Hawaiian shirt, isn't he? It almost trying? feels too ridiculous for yeah. him to for, for us to see him in the boat as a normal dude and then suddenly like how much time is supposed to have elapsed between him yeah. getting on the boat and realizing there's loads of Chinese rugs. Well, that, his... that insect got cafugalized in like twenty four hours. So yeah. He, yeah. he got kafugid. I mean, he yeah, he had plenty. Of it would have been nice to have seen like some kind of mid transformation. Like the fly, or like, yeah. yeah. We, we saw him looking all all all, all um, scaly and yeah. fudged. I would have accepted him just looking a bit poorly when he was at the docks. Yeah, but then yeah. if it was if the book obviously tried to make it a big reveal, but this film didn't really try to make it a big reveal at all. We so knew John. Well, do we? I mean, we, we just think it's a monster, don't we? And then it's like, oh, yeah. John Whitney. Yeah, it's difficult to know now because I would have liked so, it if so he said ago. something like, 
Hello. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> yeah, said uh, something that only John would say. Uh, uh, all right, mate. Yeah. <laughs> we need to Hi, establish a catchphrase at the start. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like he had a catchphrase at the start. <laughs> That's a Whitney. Bloom. <laughs> Blooming egg. Never knew that. That's a Whitney. Blooming egg. Yeah. <laughs> Breaks into I Will Always Love You. Yeah. Like another famous Whitney. Oh, no. Rest in peace. So uh, I think it's all kicking towards the end now, right? So Augusta, yeah. uh, they plan to freeze it. They get some nitric, they get some some liquid nitrogen, and they're like, "She says oh, it's, it's a bit, it's a bit lizard, isn't he? We'll freeze the son of a bitch." She's like, "He's cold blooded, he so he will freeze." But I'm pretty sure anything will freeze if you put liquid, liquid nitrogen. nitrogen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so let's use this deadly chemical because he's a lizard. This will kill him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but then that plan quickly goes out the window because it's going after the people in the tunnels again. So they go, right, we've got to go and get him. So then they go into the tunnels, but then the plan is quickly abandoned because the monster's coming. Uh, he shuts her in the room. Uh, old Degosta says, right, right, Margot, you stay here uh, in in the safety of the lab and I'm going to go and freeze him. So off he goes, only for only for him to turn up in the uh, in the lab again and for her to come up with her own plan, which is to smash all of the very very flammable chemicals yeah. to make a bomb by putting some powder in one jar and putting some liquid in the other i think i put on my notes on this bit she is an evolutionary biologist not a chemist and why yeah. would she know what would make a bomb she's got a bit of chemistry here and there she knows what makes a bomb she's been on yeah. the dark all, web uh she probably did double science didn't she in her yeah. gcse's yeah. so you, you do them all physics and up. bombs <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, I did a minor in bombs because you have to do an optional. Yeah. Um, um, so she's done that. John Whitney, as the beast, comes and sees her, and he doesn't lop her head off quick like everyone else. Maybe because she knows him, he licks her for a bit yeah, with his gross tongue. Mental, yeah. isn't it? Like we're made to think this was this was obviously a bit of a aliens moment, or is it alien or alien? Do we get yeah. do we get a bit of that in Alien Three? Alien Three because um, she's pregnant. What, no, she's, yeah. She's pregnant. yeah. But, like we're we're supposed to think, oh, actually, he's not going to kill her because he recognizes her. No, I'm not buying that. Like he's clearly just hundred mm. percent monster. There's no Whitney left in him. No Whitney left no. in him. And this, obviously, when when she ex- sort of sets him on fire, this is the only bit I thought where the CGI looked a bit dodged, and then yeah, yeah, CGI but, looked a bit. Well, he just kind of uh, as soon as he got on fire, he just pops like within. I don't think I don't think things do that when they're on fire. They don't. Yeah, he pop, gets he but... gets he gets he gets set on fire by the um by all the stuff, and then immediately she does like a two hundred meter sprint to the water yeah. tank that she hides in, and he's like inches from her, but yeah. she still manages. He, but to they outrun. Him. They outrun like the slowest explosion ever as well. This yeah. explosion yeah. just keeps boom 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 boom, and she jumps and into like a tank in, full of water, and then gives him a gives him an action like an action star finish she's like you go to hell and she's like Kafuga, i wouldn't be right? so confident at that stage i wouldn't be so confident i'm in a yeah. tank of water and explosions Kafuga. happening there's a kafoga is there he's been ready Kafuga. to lick your face he's gonna eat my hypothalamus he recognizes you he's gonna he recognizes you're gonna give it a, a forked tongue and that's that it ends the people escape the people the, the people who who survived the tunnels escape um, and then the, obviously the police break into the lab, find the charred remains of the Kafoga, say that looks fucking mental, 
and they rescue Margot from the tank. Yeah, she's banging her get... along in the tank, isn't she? And then, yeah, I like everyone just kind else of the forgot about her. And they're like, yeah, we're going to lock this down now. What's yeah. that banging? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's best not to look into it. I've had enough mysteries. <laughs> yeah. um, a nice final shot as well, panning away from the... Yeah. From the uh, I love it how the uh, the mayor is on side with D'Agosta when they get out of the tunnels. He, well, he just he's, says, go go easy on D'Agosta. He's, uh, he's had a lot. I think the, the police chief's going to be like, oh, that guy will be back in a squad car. And he's like, you go easy on him, mate, because he told me to fuck off today, and I respect that. <laughs> I respect yeah. him telling me to fuck off. And have you seen the Tom Sizemore sex tape quality? <laughs> <laughs> get down. Go on. Hang. Nice. For the audio listeners, uh, Andy's dog is going right for the hypothalamus right now. Oh, right, excuse me, guys. I'm just going to let him out. Okay. Go on. So, ready for some trivia? Yes, I'm ready now. Okay. Now my hypothalamus is safe. Number one, which which space rapscallion turned down the role of museum rapscallion for this in this film? Kind of in, kind of in Harrison Ford again. Harrison <laughs> Ford. Oh, sorry, I think he tends to. <laughs> um, could it be Harrison Ford? Harrison Ford turned down the role of D'Agusta. The production's budget was. Then He's downsized. turning down roles. <laughs> Is this the same? It's the exact, no, it's the same thing. It's the exact same situation that happened with uh, Deep Rising. He's like, I just don't want to be in any '90s horror. I'm holding out for. <laughs> I'm holding has up been, for has Congo. he been in any horror before? What Lies Beneath? Is that horror? Yeah, sort of like ghost, like quite horror, isn't it? Yeah. So I guess he's not a fan of monster movies and stuff. <coughs> um, number two, how many minutes of screen time does the Kafuga get? Oh, interesting. Not a lot. I reckon ba 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 12 minutes. Ooh, well, that feels like, even that think, feels like a lot now I've said it. I think he gets slightly. Slightly more. Are we counting his screen time for when any bit of him is in this in shot? I'm gonna mm. go for fifteen minutes. What about when John Winnie's in sh- in shot? <laughs> he counts. You guys are confusing the the question. I like well, it, it says four to five minutes on on a an IMDb, so we're going for four, four to five to minutes. Five. So <laughs> I think it just means actually in shot. Uh, All right, about right. Yeah. Uh, so. Number three, how many heads were lopped off in the film, by my count? (laughs) Whoever's whoever's closest. Um, I'm going to go for... Quite a lot of heads get lopped off. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to go for 20 heads. Um, Ben, what are you going for? Ben's sitting very still. These are on screen, on screen loppings. Oh, is Ben actually frozen? <laughs> <laughs> ben has to be frozen. Very, very still. Okay. I, uh, we asked you a question, and then you were just like thinking about it really hard <laughs> for ages. Um, I'm not sure what happened. My like, internet just completely conked out. Uh, oh, we're, we're, right, we're nearly there. Uh, okay, so are we still? Are we still, are we still at- have you still just got one file or not? Uh, two two files so far, and then this will be a third file. Okay, now this is this yeah. is like the longest one ever. Yeah. So number early, three, early. Right, go on, go. Number three, how many heads were lopped off in the film? And this is on-screen loppings, by the way. This isn't you know 
stuff that we don't actually see off screen. This is on screen loppings. Andy, what are you, you going to go for? Um, I think he does quite a lot of loppings. I'm going to go for um, 18 loppings. Whoa, that's a lot. I'm going to go considerably less. Yeah. I'm going to undercut you and go for 10. So, uh, by my count, was eight on-screen loppings. There's quite a lot of stuff happening off-screen where people get dragged off and, and so yeah, you don't yeah. really, really see what happens to them. Even eight's quite a lot when you think about it. Yeah, for one film, how many... Like, someone gets killed the same way. Do you know what I mean? They normally mix it up. Get an axe to the head, yeah. to the groin, blender or something, but no, this just... I bet. Yeah, I probably didn't adjust for the off-screen loppings. I think you might see 18 lopped heads, if, especially all those ones in the bilge. Maybe that's closer. Maybe, maybe I'd be closer then. But Yeah, maybe you need to re- go, go, and count, go and count them, Luke, all right? All right, mate? <laughs> all right. Uh, okay, number four. What language does the ship's captain speak? Um, the language of the sea. Andy? I mean, <laughs> pirate. I've, I've heard him speak English. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, it's a bit of a trick question. So the ship's captain at the beginning is supposed to be speaking Brazilian Portuguese. He, in reality, he's speaking gibberish, mixing Spanish and Portuguese with very basic grammatical structure. So he's talking nonsense. But, uh, okay. you, you, yeah. You who know. hired this guy? <laughs> speaking of who hired this guy, I had. <laughs> the I had irreversibly the subtitles on on the version of this film I managed to watch, couldn't turn them off, and the subtitles were you know very superior to the to the actors. They write the subtitles as espresso, but the actor definitely says, "I love an espresso myself." Yeah, yeah, yeah I, de- I definitely heard that. That's that's definitely a pet peeve of mine. Oh. I love an espresso. Of- do you? You love a what? A lovely coffee chat at the beginning because he mentions a mocha, a cappuccino, oh, and then he goes, he goes, "Oh, I like an espresso myself." But you and Evan, oh, fucking hell! This yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, what an expert! So this last one, it may be a little too difficult. Uh, so you do. Uh, what part of the brain is it that the kafoga finds so tasty? Hypothalamus. Um, yeah, we, we've knows. talked about it way more yeah. in this episode than I thought we were going to. <laughs> Hypothalamus. <laughs> the hypothalamus. Uh, so you both got uh, fantastic scores. I hope someone uh, was counting. Uh, but yeah, well done. Thanks, mate. You're you're very welcome. Uh, so now we need to rate the film. Uh, I hope you carefully considered. We're going to give this classic '90s horror movie. Uh, Andy, would you like to take the take the reins? Take yeah. the reins. Um, you know what i I enjoyed this. I know we go through these and have a laugh at some of the sillier elements of the film, but you know what? Um, it was a good laugh. Um, like Ben said at the at the top there, I think it's actually held up a lot better than some of these others did. Got a soft spot for it because I uh, I saw it early, and I think it's in a genre of movies that I like to. I got a little sneak back to every every once in a while. So for me, um, I'll give it a C hypothalamus. Oh, oh. Uh, a C hypothalamus. Interesting. 
<laughs> I think I'd go one higher than that, just because I, I think it has got a special place in my heart, oh, and it was Jesus one of those films Christ. that. Oh Jesus! <laughs> Jesus oh, can't, can't <laughs> believe it, man! Can't believe it. Uh, so I'll go for a B minus, I think, because it's a very, as I said, it's a very unique creature feature, and while it's got a lot, you know, it's naff in a lot of ways, it doesn't seem to have aged particularly badly. Mm. It was still a good time. I still found it very engrossing. Um, yeah. Let's go for a B minus, baby. Well, you've both gone a bit higher than I thought you were going to go. Uh, I think it's good. I don't think it's amazing. Um, I think out of all these '90s ones, I think it's definitely held up, held up the best. Uh, so I'm going to go for C minus. Hyperphalaminus. Oh, still, still pretty solid. Yeah. You know, we've all been pretty nice to the old relic. Yeah, Kafoga man. I think after Deep Rising as well. Deep Rising. The more I think about it, the yeah. more sort of like kind of lame it yeah, was. Yeah, I think I think I gave it. I think maybe I gave it a C minus, but now in, yeah. in in hindsight, maybe I was being a bit too generous. You can give it a bit extra for Kano, though, surely, and Sagat in the same movie. I'll give it a little bit extra for those two. Oh, so, uh, wait, uh, Sagat was that the 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 mercenary? That was uh, Wes Studi, wasn't it? Okay, yeah. Um, Okay, I'll, I'll go back to that last film and, and rate it. Go and watch it again. Go and watch it again, Luke. <laughs> no, no, I don't you want gave to. it a D plus. I don't want to. Okay, uh, so uh, <laughs> this show is brought to you by Hawk and Cleaver. Head over to hawkandcleaver.com. Become a patron over at patreon.com forward slash hawkandcleaver. Head over to www.hordecomics.com to check out Andy's comic books. It's like horror. Uh, Horde Comics and um, my brain's gone blank. What's the other comic called, Andy? Uh, Revenant. Revenant. I was going to yeah. say Ravenous. That, that would be wrong. Uh, thanks to Cover Cameron for our theme music. Thanks to ACAS for hosting the show. Thanks to the listeners. If you enjoyed the show, give us a rating and review in iTunes and remember to hit subscribe. Thanks to Mikoo Spen for being a right horror dude. Oh, thanks, Luke. You're welcome. Uh, thanks to Andy for being a right horror dude. Thank you very much. Thanks, Andy. All right. Cheers. It's been a pleasure. That was, that was a long one. <laughs> Cheers, that was a long one. <laughs> oh man. It's always a bloody bubble. <laughs>Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. 
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.